to another exciting episode of the Clean Talk. I'm your host, Samya Andrabi, and we are shining a spotlight on the buzzword of the decade, sustainability. The entire world is talking about sustainability and even inching closer to it. Then why should the commercial cleaning industry lag behind? With me today is Andrew Turner, Institutional Division Manager at Riza Hygiene, and we are going to speak about some very interesting sustainable initiatives by Riza Hygiene. So let's begin. Welcome to the Clean Talk, Andrew. Thank you very much, Samia. We are very excited to hear your perspective and insights about the topic at hand, that is sustainability at Riza Hygiene. And we are equally excited to know what all you do to promote sustainability. So uh, I really want to start this conversation uh, with uh, understanding about materials and ingredients. Are the materials and ingredients used in your cleaning products sustainably sourced or environmentally friendly? Excellent. I mean, it's a, it's a very good um, place to start um, when you're talking about sustainable and environmentally friendly products. And um, Reza Hygiene, we, don't, we like to think we're probably the forefront or the leaders in this, certainly in the Middle East. Um, the recent release of our sustainability report in 2022, um, so back end of last year, uh, um, highlights a lot of the things we've been working on and one of those is um, commitment to responsible sourcing of raw materials and packaging. And in 2022, we had a 100% commitment to that. And um, it's critical to ensuring that your products are environmentally sustainable. Um, as, an, as an ISO 14001 um, registered company, we have a, a real commitment to um, responsible manufacturing and the environment and all of our products are actually EN registered so the EN registration is the European registration for products and anything that goes through EN registration in Europe um, had to achieve um, fairly strict environmental directives uh, that were implemented um, in the late 1990s it was actually one of my very first jobs as uh, I used to be a development chemist and we had to redevelop all of our products in Europe um, to meet the standards of two directives, which were REACH and Biocidal Products Directive. Um, the REACH uh, standard and directive, I mean, in simplicity, REACH is all about aiming to improve the protection of human health, the environment and through the better and earlier identification of the intrinsic properties of chemical substances. Um, I'm just reading that verbatim from um, the REACH guidebook. And essentially what that means is in all your raw materials have to hit strict environmental guidelines. Um, and on the Biocidal Products Directive, again, it's all about ensuring that any biocidal products, so your things like sanitizers, which we use heavily in the cleaning industry, have to achieve certain levels to ensure a high level of protection of human and, and animal health, as well as environmental protection. Um, so Reza has a 100% commitment to ensuring that everything we source, um, and we do source from around the world, we're lucky in the fact that we're an independent company, um, uh, we aren't global, but even though we aren't global, we can 
ensure that we source from the best place to source um, raw materials. So we choose our suppliers very, very carefully. Um, for example, working with BASF, um, they have a lot of um, very, very good environmental um, raw materials that are perfect for our products. So we ensure that everything is um, sourced to ensure that we are as environmentally friendly as possible. And then going further than that, beyond just our generic range, we obviously have green range of chemicals, which takes that to an even further level. There are far stricter guidelines on those. So we have to ensure that all the raw materials, everything is um, sustainably sourced and environmentally friendly. Wonderful. And since we are talking about sourcing and raw materials this time, do you prioritize the use of biodegradable and non-toxic ingredients in your formulations? We do, absolutely. Um, again, um, this is very closely linked to being um, a chemical producer that meets European guidelines. Um, so European guidelines are very, very strict on the biodegradability of uh, raw materials. Um, they have uh, implemented strict levels, again, related to the two directives that I mentioned before, REACH and Biosadal Products Directive. Um, so every single product of ours has to achieve these standards. And if it doesn't, um, we simply can't produce it within our factory. Um, so it's it's very carefully monitored. We have a very, very good um, internal um, research and development team, a internal uh, quality team. So every single raw material that comes through the door it is checked. It is um, go, goes through various tests to ensure that it does meet these requirements. And we can give a hundred percent commitment and assurance to all our customers that every single thing we use is the most kind of biodegradable and non-toxic for that particular formulation. Unfortunately, there are always still products and formulations that um, are damaging to the environment. Um, you can e e never get away from being completely. 100% safe in certain areas, but we try to minimize the use of those chemicals. And we're, we're always looking at ways, um, new technology, new raw materials to ensure that they are completely eradicated from the entire supply chain. Um, we're still um, globally, um, every single chemical company uses similar items that still do have some environmental impact, but they are minimized now, which is, is good news. When I first started in the industry over 20 years ago as a young development chemist, some of the chemicals we produced then were dreadful, um, and they certainly wouldn't be allowed now. Um, and we've come a long way since then. And in the future, I think with the worldwide drive to be more sustainable um, and with Saudi Arabia and the Middle East really pushing that with Vision 2030 and the big projects um, such as NEOM and Red Sea where they're trying to be the most sustainable projects on the planet. Um, it will help drive that. It will bring in new technology where we can get off, rid of things like um, chlorine based products that are inherently environmentally damaging. And uh, I just think if we all work together, 
everyone aligns on it, all the chemical companies comply with it, which unfortunately many of them don't. Um, but if we all do, then we can speed up the process of getting rid of um, any products that are still potentially toxic to the environment. Wonderful. Now, since we are, you know, since sustainability is a very broad topic and we are trying to cover as much as possible. So I'd now like to touch upon energy and water efficiency. How do you ensure energy and water efficiency in your manufacturing process? So this is um, something that my RCI team, um, so RCI is Reza Chemical Industries, and that's our state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Jeddah, have been absolute stars at. Um, a lot of people in Saudi Arabia, because we are essentially um, a desert and water is uh, an expensive resource and not everywhere has, has it. It's not like Europe, where there are plenty of lakes, rivers, streams, um, and water is everywhere. Obviously, in the Middle East, um, there's a lack of it. And a, a lot of it has to be transported in. Um, you essentially have to, in a manufacturing process, you have to use very, very high quality and pure water. And in a lot of the places in the Middle East, the only way to do that is tanker it in. Um, now, our RCI team went through the process. Um, they invested a lot of money in installing um, our own water treatment plant in the factory, um, our own uh, reverse osmosis system. So we can now do all of that at the factory, which um, enables us to save um nearly 50 tons of water a month that we were shipping in um it's it's a huge amount of water um used in our process because most chemicals unfortunately are um 95 water and uh we've significantly reduced our carbon imprint uh, footprint by being able to use the water that is available on site and put that through our own water treatment plant. We also recycle a lot of water. Um, so since 2020, we have saved over 400,000 litres um, by recycling water and being able to put it back through the water treatment plant, um, which is a massive amount um, in the Middle East. It's a huge okay. amount. Uh, so um, it, to enable to do that has helped a lot and we've also looked at super concentrating our chemicals so when you produce chemicals as i said a generic chemical usually is around about 95 percent water a massive amount the if you super concentrate that um so essentially make the raw material and ingredients the chemical components um put more of them in make it more concentrated you reduce the amount of water that is needed. So again, saving water. So a lot of the Reza hygiene chemicals have very, very high dilution rates, somewhere in the region of one to 200, some of them even one to 400, um, which means, uh, you know, for every litre, you get 400 litres, it's, it's huge. Um, now that saves water in its own right as well. So we've done a lot towards this and I've really, really got to be thankful to our RCI team for implementing such measures um, because it really does show a commitment to um, sustainability.
Um, and in carbon footprint alone anyway, we are a Saudi manufacturer. We are um, have fully certified as Saudi made, a recent initiative um, by the Saudi government to um, have more of the things within Saudi Arabia produced locally. Um, and that's got a huge impact on um, carbon footprint. It's um, I often speak to customers, um, meet clients, and they're very big on sustainability. And then I find out that they are shipping in chemicals from UAE, America, um, UK, Europe. Um, and it's fine when you're bringing in raw materials. Um, we have to bring in raw materials from out around the world because Saudi Arabia isn't set up for all the raw materials we need. Um, but uh, if you're shipping in finished goods, um, it's a massive, massive um, impact on the environment. So all of our products are produced in Saudi Arabia, which is a big advantage, um, lowers the carbon imprint uh, footprint. And um, again, on raw materials, where possible, we do source as close as we can to the factory. So, for example, um, caustic soda is a big um, component of all um, a lot of chemicals, not all chemicals, but a big component. And we source locally within Saudi Arabia. So we do everything possible to look at locally sourcing, um, producing locally, and then on water, it's um, we've made huge gains in the amount of water we save. That's wonderful to know. You know, uh, all the countries right now are focused on reducing their carbon footprint. And I'm really glad to hear that you've already taken, you know, um, uh, initiatives that help reduce it. Uh, now, coming towards the certifications part, I'm sure that uh, your products have certain cleaning uh, certifications for eco-friendliness or sustainability. Tell us more about them. Uh, we do indeed. Um, and now, green certification is, is, is an interesting topic. And I, I, I discuss this at length with um, many of the big projects, um, Neom, Red Sea, um, many of our clients, because it is often very much understood, uh, misunderstood, sorry. Um, now, you get various, uh, there is UL Eco logo, there's Green Guard, there's Green Seal, there's EU Eco logo, and all of them are um, meant to be a higher level of um, sustainable products, biodegradability, etc. Um, but it should should also be remembered that anything produced in Europe does have a tendency to achieve these highest standards anyway. Um, you know, green certification was it was first introduced in North America and Canada. They were the first people to do it with um, the Eco logo and Green Seal certification, and it was a method of them getting around still being able to produce. Um, dangerous uh, or not non-sustainable products, um, and then if and keep those. Um, but if people wanted to be more sustainable, they they could go for eco logo or green seal certification. Um, I think there were some others at that time. Environmental choice in Europe. Um, um, when I first started out in the industry, we were forced to change everything anyway. So um, it, it is. I always like to add um, green certification has got better and better and they've got stricter directives. But I also also like to kind of add EN products in there because 
if you do have an EN registered product um, and you meet all the European directives, you're potentially higher than a lot of the green certifications that are that are out there, or you're you're equal. Um, but because we do um, supply um, all over the Middle East, and different people have their different kind of thoughts on environmental certification, um, we've got lots of products and lots of certifications on all of them. So we've got products that are um, UL Eco logo and green seal certified um so most of our housekeeping ranges we have green guard gold certification um we as far as i know we are the only um company uh, certainly in the middle east potentially even worldwide with a quarter ammonium based sanitizer that has green guard gold certification we also have usda certified bio-based products um so those um products meet mean they're completely bio-based so raw materials are plant derived rather than crude oil derived um which is is a big plus and um we've also got a few products that are omri organic certification um that what that means is essentially um uh, org organic um everybody knows you see it on your food you know, and everyone believes um organic is made without pesticides which it is um so it's very um good for the environment so our products again are certified to be in areas where people can use the products and still certify their their end goods as organic so we kind of cover all bases we've got en which is european and then all the key worldwide recognized um certifications and we're in we're in the process at the moment of we've actually got 41 products um being registered under the ul eco loco and green seal certification just to help and assist um our clients essentially um uh, and because people like red sea people like neom a lot of the projects in the middle east um across saudi europe bahrain qatar they're all looking for um in their tender specs um in their um projects to use green certified products so um reza hygiene thought um right well let's take the initiative to certify as many products as we possibly can um it, it is expensive it is a huge cost but we think if we can support our customers in ensuring that they can state that they are using the most um certified green certified sustainable product on the market then it's it's good for all of us um and um, we've had some very recent successes um being um where we've supplied customers with these products and they this has enabled them to get things like green key certification um green key certification is the world's leading um certification for hospitality so hotels um inns guest houses restaurants um if you're green key certified it means you meet a number of standards um that are sustainable and protect the environment and hygiene related items 
are around 30% of that standard. So we've had a couple of wins with guys being able to certify themselves as Green Key because we um, have supplied them with everything that helps them meet that standard, particularly the EU uh, UL Eco logo products. Um, and we're actually also a, a corporate partner of Green Key because they assessed us had a look at all our product range. They loved the fact that um, we are doing everything possible to um, certify more products under the kind of worldwide standards. And um, as such, they made us the Middle East corporate partner. So if anybody's looking to get Green Key certification, um, we can help them dramatically with that because we work very closely with Green Key. That's that's uh, wonderful to hear because uh, I think it gives a sense of reassurance to the customers as well. You know, when they see that, uh, you know, their supplier is um, take, taking so much effort in ensuring that uh, all the products are sustainable and when they're certified uh, on such levels, it, it really is reassuring for, you know, um, end customers like housekeepers or maybe even infection control people now. Uh, Absolutely. So yeah, sorry. So uh, now before we wrap up, uh, one last question that I want to ask is about the environmental impact assessments or tests conducted on your products. Um, interesting. So um, the old me, um, 20 years ago when I was um, fresh out of university and worked as a development chemist, could have given you a very in-depth and um, knowledgeable answer. Unfortunately, I, I haven't worked in a laboratory for uh, nearly uh, seventeen years now. But to, okay. to give you an over, but to give you an overview, um, all of our raw materials um, have to go through because of um, the certifications we've got. So UL Eco logo, UL Green Guard, Green Seal, EN. They have to go through strict. Um, biodegradability um, tests, um, which is, is really the main one um, that we're looking for on products, um, biodegradability and bioaccumulation. So biodegradability is very simple, as we know, it's how fast it breaks down once it's in the environment. Um, bioaccumulation, slightly different. It's um, things like fish, um, things like plants, they are uh, things like even rocks, they can store and accumulate um, certain raw materials. And what you want to do is um, have products that have the minimal bioaccumulation possible, i.e. it doesn't accumulate in aquatic life. Um, and then probably the final one is aquatic and marine life toxicity. Um, so most of any chemical cleaning, um, because we use water, ends up in the drains. Um, and most, a lot of that can end up in seas, rivers, um, streams, lakes. Uh, so a critical part of testing any chemical is ensuring it, it, it doesn't have any um, aquatic life aquatic plants um uh, toxicity um so again all of our raw materials uh, are tested for that and the chemical formulations as well have to achieve minimal levels i mean there's 
There's other tests such as um, occupational exposure limits, which monitor, um, you know, the effects on us as humans or anybody working with the, co the chemicals. So they should be very minimal, um, if any at all. Uh, in a perfect case scenario, you want a chemical that anybody can use and there is no risk to um, the user. So that's another test that the chemicals go through. In terms of details of the test, um, as I say, I think the old me probably would have been able to answer that. But um, 17 years out the laboratory, I, I can't give full details, but that's an overview of them. It's really making sure that the raw materials and the subsequent products that we produce achieve minimal bioaccumulation, um, maximum biodegradability, minimum occupational exposure limits and um, minimal toxicity to both humans, mammals, um, aquatic life, fish. Um, if we can achieve... Absolutely no toxicity, no bioaccumulation, massive, massive... Um, biodegradability or no need for any biodegradability at all um and that's that, that should be the end game of all of us um you know a perfect example is sanitizers uh, now for years everybody has used chlorine um and they have used um quaternium compound as really probably the top main sanitizers now there are Thoughts and um, its rumors have been around for a while that quaternion compounds or quats may eventually get banned. Um, it's because a lot of them, certain ones were banned in Europe, um, but a lot of them still do have fairly high toxicity. Um, and this, this thought process of getting rid of those chlorines have high toxicity and there are options. Um, hydrogen peroxide, um, ozone um, based sanitizers, they biodegrade simply into water and oxygen, which is perfect. You can't get anything better. So I think if there, if there is a push, we need to push towards safer alternatives in that region. Wonderful. And that is a wrap. Uh, thank you so much for being on this episode of the Clean Talk, Andrew. Uh, very detailed answers and uh, uh, a lot of information that we got from you for our listeners. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Samir. Thank you so much. Have a nice day. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap. Andrew, thank you so much for being with us on this episode of the Clean Talk. And to our listeners, if you found this episode interesting, don't forget to give us a thumbs up and spread the word. Until next time.